Hello, everyone. This is the Simply Freeing Podcast. I'm your host, Jackie, from Whole Nine Family. This week, my guest is Amanda Ammons from the Passion Connected Podcast. Today, it might be a good idea to put your headphones in if you have little ones nearby, unless, of course, you're ready to answer their questions about sex. Today, we're talking about maintaining a healthy sex life in the midst of busyness and how to discuss this sometimes awkward topic with your kids. Let's face it, being a homeschooling mom who also works from home can be pure chaos. As you've probably already noticed, despite the occasional laugh track, life isn't a sitcom and everyday struggles are rarely resolved in 30 minutes with commercial breaks to keep your sanity in check. So the right strategies and mindset are vital for becoming more productive and less overwhelmed with all the things life throws at us. Enter the Simply Freeing Podcast, episodes for the highly passionate, busy, work-at-home, homeschooling mama ready to break away from cultural norms and raise lifelong learners. So let's kick stress to the curb, throw chaos out the door, and order in some peace and simplicity with a cup of coffee or three. Hey, Amanda. Hi. Thank you so much for coming on to talk about this topic today. Yes, I am so excited. It's my favorite topic. (laughs) When you are married, sex is a big, important part of life. And so many times it gets pushed off Mm -hmm. and it affects your entire life. It affects your kids. It affects your marriage. And I want to address it. I don't want to stay quiet about it. And when I saw your account, I was very excited because I know that um, you do such a great job on your podcast speaking to Christian women about these topics. I really hope that people listening can get some peace around this this subject if it's been a problem. Because I know women struggle with this, but they struggle quietly. Yeah, there's so much that goes into it. So a lot of it starts from when you are really young. So honestly, I think this is perfect for the homeschool niche because it's still something that you have to educate your kids on and you want to educate them well. You want to help them have a healthy sexuality because a lot of women, um, in, you know, their twenties and beyond have had really unhealthy trainings in sexuality to where they don't recognize the peace and pleasure and enjoyment and intimacy and vulnerability that they should be having. That is, that is their birthright as a child of God. And, it comes a lot from, you know, they were raised in this culture where it's like, don't, 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 don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And then you switch over. It's like, okay, now it's supposed to be amazing. And then all you hear from other moms and other, um, married women is, oh, I just, so I'm so tired. Like, I don't want to do this. He wants me to do it all the time. And so there's this weird, like dichotomy that we're given where it's like, you, you get so excited and you're told this is going to be something amazing. And then turn around and it's like, sex can be really difficult. There's a lot that goes into it. You're bringing two people together. You're bringing past histories. You're bringing your future and your desires. You're bringing everything in your day-to-day relationship. And you're trying to make it work and be connected in the bedroom. There's a lot that can go wrong. There's a lot that can go right. And people struggle because they do, like you said, they do it alone. They don't have somebody to talk to other than maybe their partner. And sometimes not even that. Um, and then they just sit here and they internalize it and they're like, I don't know what's going wrong with me, or I don't know what's wrong with him. And I don't know how to 
how to navigate this? Like, is it like this for everyone? And then they just stay quiet and they just sit in their own struggles when they don't have to. Yeah, that's true. And um, I think especially in the Christian community, there's a big push to, you know, abstinence, wait, 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 wait. And like you said, there's not much of a discussion on the beauty of it because I think there's so much fear that you're going to fall into that sin before you get married. I just want to talk about my journey in how being so nervous to talk to my daughter about it, you know, and that, that was crazy because now in hindsight, I was like, it really wasn't that bad, but I was very nervous to share. And she was in sixth grade and I waited and waited, but I knew I had to because of all the questions she came up with, but it actually turned out just to be a supernatural conversation And it was really funny. I'm like, we laugh about it now. But, you know, now that I've been through talking about it with my oldest daughter, I think that I really just want to make it more natural. Like you Mm -hmm. said, like having natural conversations about it. When questions come up, answer them from the time when they're young, age appropriate, of course, so that we can raise our kids to have a healthy view of sexuality and to talk about it and not shy away from it. Yeah. So. If you aren't the one talking to your kids, like somebody else will culture will society will like, if you're not the one educating them and it doesn't have to feel, it doesn't have to be this pressure. Like, oh my gosh, I have to make sure whatever, but it it can be natural. And your kid can ask you about private parts. Your kid can ask you about sex. And when they ask you using the correct language and just being very comfortable with it, I mean, at some point you're going to have to tell them what sex actually is, what the action is. And I hope you're okay with me saying this here on the podcast, but just saying that a man's penis enters a vagina, like that is intercourse, but it's so much more than that. It is love. It is beauty. It is coming together. It is being emotionally connected and committed. And it is an amazing, beautiful experience and giving that them that perspective from the beginning, instead of them being taught these other messages and then coming to you like, Hey mom, like, why haven't you ever told me? Or like, they might not even come to you. If you don't bring it up, most kids are going to think, Oh, this is taboo. Like my parents have never talked about it. So like, I really shouldn't ask. And that's never what you want. You want your kids to be open, to feel like they can come to you with anything so that when problems come up, when big questions come up, when tough questions come up, that they feel like mom and dad are a safe place. They are willing and open to talk to me about this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think also we we have the world against us in so many ways. It's really important that we create that safe haven for them at home so they can look at it for what it is, something beautiful within the context of marriage, if you're a Christian. Yeah. You mentioned this before, so I want to touch on this a little bit more. When you think about what sex is, it's a lot more than just intercourse, right? So, and I think sometimes that can cause someone to feel like maybe they just don't have time. Can you talk about the mindset of what intimacy in a marriage looks like? So a lot of times, um, you know, as we go along, like we have had sex, like the initial years are over and we're, you know, in motherhood and we're handling all of the things. A lot of times, sex does become a chore, but it's because we are not allowing the time for arousal. So your body has to take time to get aroused. 
to feel that pleasure. Um, and so for just for example, when I asked my husband, Hey, like, do you want to have sex? Or we, we actually plan it into our week because then we get excited and we get ready to prepare for it. And it's like date night and it's really so fun and all this sort of stuff. When I ask him that there is never any like anticipation that it is going to mean penetrated intercourse. When I ask him that it is me saying, Hey, do you want to cuddle, make out, touch, love, be close, be connected. Um, and, and we start with that framework because your body, it's not just a jump in sort of thing, especially for women. It can take us longer to get aroused. Um, it can take us a lot of those, those connected feelings. And there is a stigma in culture that, you know, men are just really quick to be ready to have sex and all they are just as emotional as women. They need connection too. They need love. They need touch. They need talking time. And yeah, just this vulnerability together. And so because of all of that, because of that foreplay and that prep time, it leads to intercourse or it doesn't. Um, and we enjoy it either way. And, and we get excited to have that time because neither of us are just deciding to come together and then all of a sudden we're trying to force something because for a lot of, uh, people, so this, this gets a little bit into your hormones and, and your, your neurons, but the stress hormone cortisol does not work well with the love hormone oxytocin. So if you feel pressure, if you feel stress, if you feel like I have to do this, or we have to make this happen in a, this amount of time, and we have to be done and get it done. Like your body is not going to relax and you're going to feel pain or your body is not going to relax and you're not going to be able to get to pleasure. And so you have to take that weight off. Just make this a time of just getting to know each other, connecting again, feeling like you are in a partnership um, and that you're a team in this. And then from there, the oxytocin, which is the love hormone, which only happens either in women breastfeeding or in uh, physical intimacy that will build. And when that oxytocin builds, you are more likely to enjoy it, have pleasure. Um, and oxytocin also gets rid of stress, which is why sex is such an amazing thing for when you are stressed. <laughs> it kind of over can help <laughs> overcome that cortisol. <laughs> so yeah. What are your suggestions on communication? I think sometimes there's layers and layers of maybe trauma or mm -hmm. um, just lack of enjoyment and you just feel guilty or whatever it is and you're just not sure how to bring it up yeah. um so can you can you give some suggestions on communication yes 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 okay so first of all if you don't communicate where you're at um and this is just an advocacy for communicating if you don't what is going to happen it's going to build, you guys are going to have like something come up or whatever. And then all of a sudden you're going to be trying to go to the bedroom and, or not, and, or fighting or whatever it is, because there was this lack of communication. So for some people, it's just, you know, it ends in an argument for other people. It's like, okay, well, I'll just do it. Like, that's fine. We'll just have sex and, and whatever. And, and there's resentment there and there's frustrations. Um, and it's because it was never talked about in the first place. So my main tips for planning out sex, for talking about sex is number one, don't ever do it in the bedroom. 
Um, I really, really feel very strongly that you want the bedroom to be maintained as a safe and peaceful and loving space. You want to feel like that's where you guys are most connected. So if there's something in you that you feel that you need to communicate or, or standards that you want to change in your sex life or things that you've been uncomfortable with that you haven't voiced or something that you feel like you're not being pleased as much as he is or whatever it looks like, don't do that in the bedroom. Do it when you have a date night or a moment alone, like at the table and you've got your coffee cup in the morning and you're just having just a casual conversation and start the conversation with the expectation of, Hey, I need this, this, and this, in this conversation. So I need you to listen and, and, and I need to know that you also feel heard. Um, and I need to be able to talk about this with either of us, like leaving the table frustrated or whatever it is, and then ask them what they need so that when you guys set the expectation, because sex can be a really tough thing to talk about, depending on your history, depending on all of the problems, everything else going on in your life. Um, you just want to go into the conversation knowing that you guys are going to end it in a good way. And so starting it with expectations. And I also really advocate for having a game plan for how you're going to end the conversation. So if it's like, um, something you guys love to do together or something like that, or just making sure that you know that you're both going to end in a hug, like no matter what was said, you guys are going to come back together and end in a hug. And then you can rehash it out again later, whatever it is. Now, if you already have a really positive, healthy, um, sex life, and you're just looking to like schedule it and plan it out for that, then you get to just come together. And for me, I literally like write it down on our calendar. It's like the little party, like we get so excited <laughs> and just build that anticipation up and come together and decide, okay, how often would we like to have sex? What do we want it to look like? How much time do we want to give ourselves to be intimate, to talk, to have cleanup time and cuddle time afterwards? What do we want this to look like? So it kind of depends on where you're at. Like if it's more negative stuff you're needing to bring in or positive stuff, but you just want to set a good foundation. I think this conversation should be had more. And I, I want to ask you if you have literature recommendations or if, how do you work with people if they are struggling in this area? Because I know that this is what you do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you're listening and you're like, oh my goodness, I really, really need help. Or I have a specific question or something like that. I have my podcast, uh, the Passion Connected podcast. And there's also a community of women on Facebook that um, I go in and I answer questions live um, and just try to be a support there. If you feel like you need like more in-depth help, you're like, okay, we really need a restart. I have my Passionate Beginnings course, which will be open for pre-sale in March and the course doors will open back up in April, but it just cut, it starts from the foundation. It wipes the slate clean and says, we're going to learn about myself and about my spouse. We're going to start from the very beginning and like redo this thing. So yeah. And also I'm on Instagram, Amanda Ammons underscore, and I love connecting there. So there's multiple ways you can find the support you need, find the help you need. I would love to connect with you. That's so good. Thank you. Yeah. And I will add to the show notes, my, the books that I've been using with my kids to teach on that subject, just in case yeah. anybody um, is looking for resources for kids. So yeah, yeah. Um, for kids for sure. And, and then um, for um, you mentioned it when we were talking earlier before the start of this, but if you really want a good reset, 
um, a good book is The Great Sex Rescue by Sheila. I don't know how to pronounce her name very well, <laughs> Gregor. Um, but mm-hmm. that is really, really helpful in having a positive perspective on Christian sex. Okay, that's perfect. I'll add that to the show yeah. notes as well. And um, so the one more question before we end. I see this question pop up all the time in, in like random mom Facebook groups. And I'm <laughs> curious if this is a question they ask you, how many times do you have sex per week? Yes, <laughs> that is, that is the question that comes up all the time. Right. And I, I laugh because I'm like, I find myself reading through the comments and going, Oh, wow. Like, you know, I can't believe that. And then I, you know, I think like, what is happening to these moms that are, you know, going through like a really dry spell and seeing these people pop up and say like every day or, you know, every other day when they're having, having sex once a month, you know? And it's Mm -hmm. like, it is so it's, it's very, it's very similar to the question that people ask me, what curriculum do you use? That is not a question that you really need to know what curriculum I use because I have girls. I don't have boys. I have a bunch of different ages. My kids are not your kids. Yeah. It's, so it's like the same thing. We ask questions. I think a lot of times out of fear and um, just with a lot of guilt backing them up. And, you know, it's so much more important to get really in tune to what you need, what you and your partner need And rather than, you know, asking a question like that, that would end up probably causing you more stress than anything else. Yeah. So, um, do you get that question a lot? Yes. And, and you, and you hit it like, I mean, spot on because that's the way you're talking about the curriculum is exactly how I feel. And, and it's so hard because I answer people all the time. Like it really doesn't matter because I am a completely different person. My libido is different than yours. My relationship is different than yours. My schedule is different than yours. The way that I have sex is different than the way that you're going to have sex. And so there's so much that goes into it, but that is why I, I put a piece specifically in passionate beginnings, my course to address, what do you want in your sex life? Let's like figure out who you are mentally, emotionally, spiritually, because all of that matters more. You want to be fulfilled and joyful and you want your partner to be fulfilled and joyful and you guys' sex life together. And my sex life has nothing to do with that. (laughs) So I could answer (laughs) you, but it's not going to be helpful. (laughs) Thank you so much for taking the time out to to come on the show and to talk about this. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Okay, friends. I now have some spots open for homeschooling clarity calls. I know from experience how much your mindset as a homeschooling mom can make or break your homeschool. I also know that if you feel overwhelmed with homeschooling, unfortunately, your kids can sense it. If you're a current homeschooling mom that's feeling overwhelmed or a brand new homeschooling mom on the fence about beginning, these clarity calls are for you. There are so many different options out in the world around homeschooling philosophies, curriculum and scheduling, and it's so common to overthink the way your homeschool is set up because of that. If you find yourself feeling like you want to give up, need someone to help you with accountability, scheduling and organizing your day based on your children's needs in light of your family's priorities, 
or if you're someone that loves the idea of a laid-back, unschooling lifestyle, but are struggling with opinionated family members or thoughts of, I'm going to fail them, these Clarity Calls are designed in a way to give you some major breakthroughs in your mindset and help you take the right actions going forward. Homeschooling is amazing, and if you are feeling anything other than excitement about what the future holds for your kids, I can promise to make homeschooling feel simpler and lighter for you going forward. I will add a link to the show notes with all the details. There will be a questionnaire that you would have to fill out before our call so that I don't waste a moment of your time. And as always, you can email me, Jackie, at whole with any questions. I'll see you next time, friends.